Honey Badger Alliance presents Trial and Triumph. Stories of amazing strength, incredible determination, and overcoming adversity against all odds. Join your host, Grant Ellsworth, and a guest, each with a different story, giving us a blueprint for a proven path to victory. Together, we grow stronger as we listen to real examples of people taking charge of their lives on their terms. Thanks for listening to the show. If today's your first episode, thank you for tuning in. Today we've got Carl McPhee with Rucksack March for Remembrance. Carl, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Right on. Thanks for being here. All right, Carl, what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, actually. I think what uh, the, the best thing to talk about is uh, there's the, we'll go way back in the past. <laughs> I'm 43 now. We'll talk about when I was in the Army when I was 21. And then uh, we'll, we'll move forward you know, to uh, years later and then into the present now. So I'll talk a little bit about um, why we're talking here together. Uh, back when I was in the Patricius in, I think it was 1997, I was on a peacekeeping tour in Bosnia. And uh, I had a seizure one night. And so, of course, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> and... Basically, so from that point forward, uh, I knew immediately that uh, soldiering was no longer going to be, um, you know, part of my life. And as you can understand as a soldier yourself, um, that was pretty hard pill to swallow. And I can still remember the day that, you know, they packed me into the back of the truck and drove me out the gate, and I remember, you know, one of my platoon mates, David Boyce, closing the gate behind us, and then me driving away. So, uh, you know, I, like this is twenty some odd years later, and I'm still having that vision, right, of me leaving and them sort of turning around, and they move, they continue to live their live their lives, and then what am I going to do next, right? So the future for me was. It was tough, you know, as a young 21-year-old infantry soldier to to uh, to handle, and and I did with, I, well, I handled that like a lot of other people do at uh, such a young age. Is I denied it for one, <laughs> and then um, in my denial, uh, what I did was I I hid myself away with alcohol and drugs, and um, you know I, I treated people poorly, and and ultimately I wasn't myself. Um, and then what I came to realize years later was what happened was I lost my identity and, uh, my self-worth went through the, you know, went down the tank and I didn't feel like I had anything to live for. Now, at that point I was never, uh, you know, contemplating suicide, but I was also living life. Uh, how do I say it? I was living life with not a care in the world you know what i mean like i didn't care what was going to happen to me and i lived pretty wild uh you know i was a functioning guy in public spaces i was coaching hockey and doing things like that but um the truth was like behind the curtain or behind my own skin i was not doing well and then um yeah eventually i got into fitness and you know fitness is sort of what sort of started to pull me out of that hole and over the years, you know, I got into triathlons and I started doing things like that. 
And it turned out I was pretty good at it. But the truth was is that I was really angry. <laughs> and uh, I just kept doing that stuff more and more and more. So it's like the alcohol and the drugs left. But then I filled that void with fitness. And I ran more to get to just, you know, find my peace. And I found over time that uh, that, was, that was actually good for me. But it wasn't a healthy good. And then eventually I found uh, yoga and meditation. And that, that really sort of, you know, I turned a, a corner there and uh, started reading books and started studying meditation and Greek philosophy and, you know, you name it. The sort of stuff that you're uh, really diving into these days. Um, so I learned a lot in that, that time. It was around 2000 where I actually one night, you know, just quit the drugs and everything. It's like cold turkey. I said, I can't do this anymore. I need to take care of myself. And I chose, I tell people this now, but I didn't realize it then. It's like I actually chose life. Um, and so, you know, if I fast forward, uh, you know, a few years later, like I actually was fairly competitive triathlete. I made it to the world championships as a, as an age grouper, which is, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not like, I wasn't competing against Simon Whitfield, but <laughs> I was, I was still in the top of my game as a, as a, as an age grouper. And I got to represent my country again, you know, I had a new uniform on, so to speak. Um, and then, um, yeah, I started talking about, you know, like what I'm doing now, like I started talking about how I felt and all of that. And just the weight started to lift and lift and lift. And I realized that the the less I held my my pain and sorrow and my my suffering in, the easier my life got. And of course, sometime along that path, my wife showed up and <laughs> she became my therapist in 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 a way. Right, I just started to talk with her, and uh, you know, over time, uh, life got easier that way too. But I can tell you, you know, I had nightmares for a long time, man. You know, because I kept having seizures. And I'd have nightmares, uh, random different kinds of nightmares, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night just in tears. Just you know, that's how I was struggling with the fact that I was living with epilepsy. Um, a lot of times, I would have a nightmare where like people pointing at me. You know, I'd be on the ground after having a seizure, and a whole bunch of people in a circle, uh, you know, laughing and pointing at me. Like, felt like a kid, right? Um, you know, like a kid in the playground, everybody picking on me. I'd have nightmares where I was trying to get through traffic on a dark night and, and trying to manage all of that stuff. Uh, so those things kept on going for a long time. But eventually, uh, I started uh, doing some stuff for other people. And that, that stuff eventually went away. Like I, like I realized the more I did for other people, the more I healed myself. And, um, and I work with a therapist and she talks about it. It is not so much about it healing. It's about integrating all of our experiences into our our new experience, right? To see how they work together. Uh, so yeah, so then I guess we fast forward to uh, where we're at now, right? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm healthy, I'm doing well, I've got a, a lovely family and so on and so forth, but uh, the work that I'm doing uh, alongside a friend of mine, Ian Hall, who was in battalion with me, uh, a few years ago, a friend of ours uh, took his own life after you know, his service-related battles, and he, he basically got to the point where it was too much for him. And we got, we just got together and said, we've got to do something. And uh, that's where we came up to the idea. Actually, Ian came up with the idea of the Ruck March. 
And we figured, hey, we were infantry soldiers, you know, like we put the pack on our back, we go walk from point A to point B, and that's uh, what we wanted to do. We wanted to bring people together from from all the communities, you know, the military, the, the first responders, the police, the corrections, you know, uh, uh, firefighters, med- uh, paramedics, even emergency services, people from the hospital, right? Bring them all together, but then also bring in the civilians in the community and say, hey, let's get together and have conversations so that we can, uh, you know, we can make a difference and we can help people come out of their basements uh, and then crawl out of their holes, so to speak, so that they can start to heal themselves as well. And so that's where we're at now. Uh, this was, we just finished in November, we just finished the third year in a row every November, just before Remembrance Day. Uh, we do the 22 kilometer rucksack march for Remembrance and we raise money for, for Wounded Warriors. And in three years, we've raised $30,000. And, you know, just to give you an idea of what that means, is that's basically two service dogs. You know, so. It changes two people's lives, or it's uh, you know a number of programs that they can offer. I mean, there's kids programs there now. There's there's cope programs for for couples. There's there's all kinds of stuff there that that's helping veterans and first responders and their families. So that's where we're at. Um, you know, and I think twenty some odd years later, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 no longer having those nightmares. I'm you know I'm able to sort of live my life with, with a strength that's, that's now allowing me to help other people uh, come out of their, uh, or, or manage their pain in new ways. And that's, uh, that's been a sort of driving force for me to get up every day and, and do that. So that's where we're at. I definitely feel for you. Like you put yourself through everything and then to have that identity taken away from you by factors you cannot control, that, that would just be absolutely horrible after knowing you put that much of your life into something to have it taken away from just a way you can't control it. Yeah. For me, it was uh, not only it took, it was, you know, all the stuff that I put into it, but I was looking ahead and saying, but I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be this. I wanted to be that. I wanted to be a firefighter or a police officer or a paramedic, or, you know, I wanted to be all those things. And I quickly realized I couldn't do those because of my health. Uh, you posted this thing on Instagram the other day, and it kind of got me thinking, you know, if you get taken off the team, well, you don't really get taken off the team. You've earned your spot. You just, you simply figure out how to change your role on that team because your your buddies are not just going to leave you high and dry and stranded. Listening to your story just now, Carl, here's something else. As you're telling your story, this is going through my mind. So you're you're talking about how you, you first had... Um, you know, being an actual soldier taken away from you, then you had your struggle, but then now you're, you're, you got into the fitness, you know, you're really driven with that. Now you're doing the uh, rucksack march with these guys. You never really lost your identity as a soldier because what do we do as soldiers? Do we give up? No, we never no. give up. We keep going. It doesn't matter how many times we get kicked into the dirt, how many times we get stomped into the ground. We get, we get back up and we get going. Sometimes you might not like it, but we still do. And I think the whole theme here, that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, absolutely. That post you're talking about is, you know, it, it, it that's that's it in in a nutshell, right? Is that when I was talking to my therapist, you know, about a, a month ago, she told me she stopped me in my tracks actually because I was talking about this with her, and she said, "Carl, it's like you've never stopped serving your country, and you're still serving it, but you're just serving in a different way." And so when I wrote that post on Instagram, you know, that's what I was talking about, right? Like I have a different uniform now, I have a different role, so to speak, but the one thing I want to add to that is I had a conversation with uh, 
a friend of mine who was in battalion with me at the time when we were in Bosnia, he was in my platoon. Actually, he was in my section. And, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, I haven't talked to you since that day, basically, in 20 years. Uh, I said, you know, what was it like for you guys? He said, man, we were devastated. And so, so for me to hear that, right, like that was huge for me to hear that, to know that it impacted them too, just as much as it impacted me. But also being able to come back and have the conversation with him, just like it's been yesterday, like we're still brothers, right? And that's what he told me. He said, man, he said, it doesn't matter what happened. He said, you're still my brother and we'll always be brothers. And But that's the thing that we you sort of, we 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 get that through the training that we go through, right? We live so close together. We forge that through the the work that we do and the the efforts that we put into it. And like you say, the stuff that we go through to actually you know to earn our cap badges or to earn our our ranks and to earn our place in that community. Um, it's a big thing, and it lasts forever. Absolutely, and yeah. I think the more conversations like this happen, uh, the more it's going to help these newer generations. Cause, um, you guys are kind of more of the pioneer generation with that. You guys started to have those first experiences where you were coming back and now, you know, you're getting to that age where we can kind of figure some of this stuff out. The younger generations, they have their own problems, but some of the things are still the same. So at least maybe we can, maybe we can hopefully help them and get them at a younger age. So they don't have to maybe kind of suffer it as long as you guys did in your generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of that, there's something I was going to ask you now too, because as you were describing this a while ago, so I had this little analogy going through my mind and I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you on this one. So we talked about the physical fitness aspect of it. And I agree with you. That is, that is a hundred percent. You need that in your life. It helps, you know, flush a lot of chemicals out of your, out of your body, but it still feels like there's something missing. And I kind of got into the mindfulness stuff and, and meditation here again lately. So my analogy is this. If we take a if we take a, a mental wound, which is what this stuff is, and if we if we look at it like a physical wound, okay. So if I have this big, if you guys that you can't see this because we're doing video here, but if I have a big gash on my arm, the physical fitness uh, equivalent is if I take it and if I push all the infection and all the pus out, that's the physical fitness part of it. The then the mindfulness aspect of it is you're putting the antiseptic on it, you're allowing it then to heal. Mm-hmm. Does that does that kind of make sense? That's kind of what I'm kind of running with right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah the analogy works for sure. It's, I mean, there's they 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 go hand in hand, and one doesn't work over the other, right? They have to be both part of the package. And and one of the things I like to think about is you know uh, like a a vessel or a container, like you, you know, all of the things that we need have to go in that container, right? If you're making a big pot of soup, you don't just put potatoes in it, <laughs> right? Yeah. You got to put the spices and the water and everything else. And that's what this is. That's what we're talking about, right? Is as we're going through our process of, of integrating and healing, we need, we need to have movement in our DNA as animals to move right we need nature we need community we need you know we need to actually sit and have and breathe and we need to be quiet and so on and so forth we need to actually train our brains and read and learn new things so if we're putting all of those pieces together uh, it's going to be a much easier process for us for sure yeah like the concept of being whole if you're learning all this all this high speed really fast stuff at some point on the other end of it you have to slow it down you have to slow it down on your terms and kind of just get your mind right again. Cause if not, that'll turn into a runaway. 
Yeah, they figured that out thousands of years ago with the yin and the yang, right? <laughs> and in multiple cultures, the, it's it's a big part of it, right? In the in the yoga culture and the martial arts culture and so on and so forth. So, well, thank you very much, yeah. for Carl, for telling that story. Now, um, we you already mentioned a little bit about your rucksack march. So, if if people are listening and they want to find out more about you or what you're doing, uh, where can we go to find out more about you? Well, there's a couple of places. On the, the 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 website is ruck with the number four remember.ca so ruck for remember.ca and that's you'll get all the information about the ruck march and, and what it is where it is and when it is um and then on instagram it's also ruck for remember uh, actually it's ruck for remembrance <laughs> i think it's ruck for remembrance on yeah, instagram yeah, it is. and you could you could also search me carl mcphee carl with a k and then mac p-h-e-e uh, and find me that way and i'm uh, i run the instagram page there's also a facebook page uh, for the Rock March too, and I think that's 22 km, so 22 kilometer uh, rucksack, rucksack march for remembrance, and Ian manages that. Uh, so we've got a sort of a few hands in a few different places, but uh, yeah, if you need to find us, those are the places you can find us. And then November 7th, 2020 is when we're going to have the Rock March, and it's definitely happening in a in a number of places across the country this year. So we started in Edmonton, we're in Calgary now. We got people in BC, Regina, and in Toronto, and perhaps more places uh, as we go through the year. So it's going to be great. And uh, all these things you just mentioned too, I'll post them in the uh, show notes underneath here. Also, as another thing as well, I'm also in Calgary as well, so I'm going to meet up with Carl. I'm going to try and make it out to this Ruck March as well because, well, it's kind of reminds me of what I was too at one point, and uh, it's good to get back out and get with the community. So, Carl, really looking forward to coming meeting up with you and going for a walk, man. Excellent. Yeah. It's nice to have community. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be seeing you again. Sure thing. Thank you for listening to the story today. If you have a story of your own that you'd like to tell, contact me on any of my social media platforms. Your story may change someone else's life for the better. If you'd like to support this podcast, head on over to honeybadgeralliance.com where you can find lots of themed apparel. With each purchase made, a 30% donation from the profits is given to a local charity for first responders and veterans. Choose the strength to stand up and the determination to see it through.